0: You will not be able to stay home, brother.
1: I'm your host, Abdul Shaheed, and thank you for joining me on this maiden voyage across political lines and theory. Today is the 30th of December, 2017, just a short walk around the corner into the new year and beyond. I'd like to first start off by saying how appreciative I am of being given the opportunity to guest host the American Honor for Gordon Martinez. It was an honor and a privilege. Please go out and support Mr. Martinez in his endeavors. During times of great strife, we need moral leaders and for the communities to stand up with and to uplift them. Breaking news, ladies and gentlemen, this just then. Your entire life is based on huge steaming pile of elephant dung filled with a government sponsored misconception, affliction, redirection. The dogged belief we are born into a life of servitude to monetary fiction freedomless regulation brought to us by unelected bureaucrats and industrial power brokers is now over. Which leads me to my first question of the day. Who owns you? The conventional way of thinking suggests we control our, our lives and the machinations of everyday life. But those of, of us trying to stay awake, we know that's a fallacy to our consciousness. But before I continue, If you'd like to participate in this conversation, please call at 800-313-9443. Again, that number is 800-313-9443. And as a brief reminder, this network needs your support. Go to republicbroadcasting.org in the top right-hand corner of the page, click the donate button and contribute. Continuing on, I have a challenge for listeners. I'm going to read something and I would like you to guess where I got this from and to ask yourself is this relevant to our lives reading goes as follows when in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them to another and to assume among those powers of the earth a separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitled them. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to its separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created equal. That they are endowed by their creator with uncertain, unalienable rights. That among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That to, that, to secure these rights... Governments are instituted among men, deriving from their powers from the consent of the governed. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it, and to institute a new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. guesses on to what that document is I gave you a little uh, it was pretty much a dead giveaway if those aren't familiar the Declaration of Independence that's what I just read from now people would like to think that this declaration is just words of some privileged white people and that they're only talking about white people and the founding fathers of this nation it's not true because as from my own research and my understanding of the forefathers the majority of them were outstanding individuals and citizens who cared and loved and respected life and everything in it but don't get me wrong there are some of those very people that had people in servitude However, those people in servitude were treated with respect in most cases and given more than a lot um, in other cases. But uh, in that document, they, they explained, and they were trying to uh, relate to the ruling empire at that time, how that tyranny over man in that pursuit of liberty and happiness, the things that they were doing was not acceptable by any means, even to the the ruling standards of the time. But I'm just going to read off a couple of uh, grievances against that empire that led to the independence and eventually forming of this great nation. So here's a few. Now, now just tell me if, if, if... if these examples reign true today and then I'll also, I'll actually give you some examples. What I believe is the same thing that was happening then is happening now. So let me just start with a couple of these uh, examples that they, that they use for the grievance. So um, let's see the first one. He, when they're talking about uh, King George at the time, he has made judges dependent on his will alone the tenure of their offices and the amount and payment of their salaries. He has erected a multitude of new offices and sent hither swarms of officers to harass our people and eat out their substance. He has kept among us in times of peace standing armies without the consent of our legislators. He has affected to render the military independent of and superior to the civil power. He has combined with others to subject us to jurisdiction foreign to our constitution and unacknowledged by our laws, given his assent to their acts of pretended legislation. Let me continue. Um, for protecting them by mock trial from punishment for any murderers which they should commit on the inhabitants of these states. Now, does any of that sound familiar to anybody? Is any of that happening right now? Does anybody know of any foreign armies on our great nation, standing armies in our great nation right now? Sounds like the UN to me, doesn't it? Is that interesting? How, how can, if, if this document isn't livable and not relatable to our situation in our lives today, how can their grievances against King George 200, almost 300 years ago, be relevant today and talking about the same things, the same issues and problems that we have as Americans today? And before I continue on, on some of these grievances, uh, I have a caller, John in Missouri, that would like to uh, share his thoughts. Please, John, uh, go ahead and uh, tell me what's on your
2: mind tonight. Oh, you asked that question. I thought that was the Declaration of Independence, was it
1: not? I'm in. I'm Absolutely
2: right. Oh, and, and how many the people... Thing. Go ahead. I don't think you're the uh, guest host anymore, are you? <laughs> no, sir. No, sir. This is this is
1: a new program. This is a, uh, like, I, like I called it, uh, left to right, W-R-I-G-H-T. And if
2: people don't okay. know, okay. Uh, I, I, I heard John ranking. and you speaking. I heard you and John speaking the other night, and I thought he said that you are now the uh, permanent host. That that is that is the occasion, yes, sir.
1: Well, congratulations. I appreciate it, John. And uh, so, let, let me ask you something, John. Um, do you, from the examples of the grievances I just listed and read off uh, that the, our forefathers of this great nation complained about, uh, do you agree that they are some of the same things that are happening right now and some of the same grievances that we are going through as, as a nation right now?
2: Absolutely. Uh, we pretty much gave our country away to, uh, I don't know who, Deep State, pick a name. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we gave it up. We gave up our rights. And I think we gave it up for. Uh... Oh, I don't even know why we gave it up. I just know that ain't the country I'm. Sixty six. This ain't the country I was raised in. Yes, people sir. used to get up in the morning and would be proud to work. You know, they'd be proud to go to work, and it just seems that an awful lot of people are proud to proud to get a check. Mm-hmm. It it's just not the same country I was raised in. So, do you think that 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 we
1: willingly gave this country away for the idea that you know the government is supposed to take care of us or or everything that we fought for that we don't have to fight anymore then we can just go about our lives and not have to put in check the the the, the illegal things that our government does and is responsible for
2: i think a lot of people have i wouldn't say everybody has i think an awful lot of people have uh I I don't have the answer for for the problems we have. I, I listen to this radio station to try to learn something and uh I have learned some things and uh it'd be nice to get our country back. I'm a pretty big supporter of of Donald. I can't I don't believe any one person can fix everything that's wrong. And uh I don't necessarily think he can fix everything that's wrong. Mm-hmm. I know Hillary couldn't. <laughs> oh wow, Hillary! Oh my goodness, Hillary! You know, I mean,
1: people—if people don't realize that Hillary was before she was, you know, out there campaigning about bombing China and starting war with Russia and 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 just going to war over whatever she she felt was necessary to go to war for, isn't that like the craziest thing that anybody could think of or say at the time? Like, who the heck wants to go to war with a nuclear power nation? Is is asinine to me,
2: in my opinion. You're absolutely correct. Yeah i uh, I hope Donald can do something for us. I also believe that we have to do it for ourselves, though. I don't think we can just wait for Donald Trump to fix everything. I think that people have to have to do it themselves. I'm a Midwest no, farmer. No. I don't expect oh. Donald Trump to come out and feed my cows you know i have to get up in the morning and take care of my farm and uh, and like that but no i don't i don't think the government can fix anything i i think every time they show up it's trouble
1: mhm so. and bless your heart john because if farmers don't get enough credit for what they do for us as a nation and, as, and on a world stage like agriculture and 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 and, and you know uh raising cattle and all that, that hard, good, earnest work, they don't get enough credit for. And I think, to your and I think that Donald Trump wants us to put um, pressure on him, to hold his feet to the fire, um, especially with some of the things that he was saying. He expects us to disagree with something that, that we don't agree with. And he expects us to openly voice that, we don't have to look. Uh, to be honest, I I'm, I'm I'm a Trump supporter too. I voted for the man. This is the first time in my life I voted, okay? I didn't even vote for Barack Hussein Obama, but I will admit that uh his his speech um, to the crowd in Chicago was a moving speech. I, I even I came to tears cuz I felt like he was he was touching all all the right chords as as, as a uh as a person would do who is trained to he touched all the right chords in me. And it's like, oh man, I feel, I feel empowered. I feel good. I'm hopeful about the situation and what he's going to bring to the table. But I had a good friend of mine, Joe, and bless his heart, Joe, he told me he's like, look, Abdul, this man is a snake. You'll find out soon enough. Don't support him. Don't vote for him. And I didn't because I had, you know, uh, I was one of the, at the time I, my mind wasn't, uh, in the frame of, I, you know, my vote matters. It wasn't that mind frame, but, when he told me that, you know, I, I, I took his word with a grain of salt. But then, I when when, I, when his first act as president of the United States was to seal his records and not talk about reparations. Not that I agree with the premise of reparations for the former so-called slaves and their and their children. I, I don't agree wholeheartedly with that notion. Um, uh, but w- when he said he would not talk about the the, the, the plight of the black people here in America or anybody for that for that matter. I knew that he was a fraud off the top. And so he he took care of himself. Well, right, exactly. As a true politician, as a lawyer. (laughs) See, my biggest problem is is, is lawyers, okay? Like, I I understand there's a profession and there's laws, and and you need lawyers, supposedly, to help you with with the understanding of the law and and helping you in your court and blah, 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 blah. But I think our biggest problem in our nation is that our legislators – they don't come from where you and I sit. They don't come from, well, not anymore. They don't come from, from farmers out here up in the butt crack of dawn taking care of uh, of their animals and, and doing their duty. They don't come from people who are out in the workforce and grinding every day in their everyday lives. They don't come from that. They come from a position of privilege, not white privilege, but a, 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 a position of privilege um, on the side of the law. So they feel that they can interpret the laws that are are written in our in in, in our um state codes and you know and, and federally they they interpret that in their own means and it and it only suits them. You're exactly right that's exactly what Obama did. He did everything that suited his political um agenda but that his political agenda was for himself and his rulers. It wasn't for the nation, it wasn't for the people. And uh, we fast forward today to, to to Trump and what he's bringing. I believe, in my opinion, that Trump is a rebirth of the American spirit and what we need from our leaders. Now, don't get me wrong. Everything that he does, I don't agree with at all. And I speak out against that. I'm not naive in any way. We need to tear down this nonsense of believing that political parties, either Democrat or Republican, have our best interests in mind as an American People, they don't. Their interest is solely to their party and to their base, and that is it. So, um, so let me ask you: um, since you uh, did vote for Trump and you do support Trump, do you agree with some of his foreign policies, or like especially his his war policy that's going on with North Korea and, and, and stuff like that? Do you agree with that foreign policy, or do you think that there's something? better that he could be focusing on right now that will put us as a nation in a better position in the future?
2: I think if he goes to war with North Korea, I will not support him in, at all. Uh, mm-hmm. he'll, he'll have somebody that doesn't think much of him. With me, mm-hmm. we don't need to be at war. I'm 66, Abdul. We've been at war since I was born. Hmm. That's enough of that. That's just, on top of wasting money, it's just not the right thing to do, you know. It's, it's the wrong. It's the wrong approach. I guess there will always be war. I I, I don't know. I don't. I don't get it. I'm not going to war. Hmm. I was invited now, to the you... Vietnam War, and I didn't go. <laughs> and, uh, You're very polite when you said invite. <laughs> well, You're I right, got a greeting. But... I got a letter that said greetings. <laughs> <laughs> so I consider that an invitation. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> I've never disrespected a serviceman, and I never will. But uh, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go fight their wars for them. Mm-hmm. And and if Donald wants to start a war, to me that guy in North Korea doesn't. He doesn't pose a threat to me. Uh, I I could be wrong. Like I said, I'm a Midwest farmer.
3: <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. I know how to milk cows.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, my in-laws—they're in the same position. They're Midwest farmers, Wisconsin. I mean, I love right. the fact that that my in-laws do that, and I—I I, I want to learn so much from them. I—they think I'm—I'm I'm, I'm joking because I'm a city boy, supposedly. Even though I came from the South, country bunking, but. They laughed at me. I was like, look, I want to come one day and and work with you guys. I want to see how you guys grind it out every day. I want to see what it takes to be you, a person that I respect and a person that I know does more for our country than the next man, especially those in, in political power. Because you guys, I mean, what you guys do is incredible. And and I think, I think in my opinion, that if Donald Trump did more support our agriculture and our farmers – we would turn this nation around, not only um, monetarily, but I believe in our health. The things that you guys do, you know, with your animals and, you know, the farming and agriculture, that's so important. I'm tired of I think it's extremely things.
2: important. I think more people should have farms. I think if people went back to the farm and quit having all these trinkets, I mm-hmm. think they'd find their life was better. They'd eat better. Mm-hmm. Uh but most people don't want to do it. It's not a big money game, that's for sure. But mm-hmm. I think more people... I think you live a better life on a farm than you do. I was mm-hmm. raised north of Baltimore on, on, on a half acre. You know, I, I probably know more about daffodils than I do farming. But
0: mm-hmm.
2: I bought a farm and I'm here and I, I'm somewhat successful. But mm-hmm. then, uh, my point is, I guess my point is, I, I like the farm life. Not everybody does. It's, mm-hmm. it's up to, it's up to the whoever. I. Uh, but if Donald goes to war, he lost a friend. I don't know how much it matters to him. <laughs> mm-hmm. I got a Donald Trump right. hat, and if he goes to war, I ain't wearing it anymore. You're not wearing it? <laughs> <laughs> if he goes to war, the- I'm not going to. I, I've yet to wear anything apparel from
1: Trump, but I would though if I had some, I would wear it. And but you know what? Uh, instead of not supporting him, I think it would be better for us supporters that that disagree with his policies. We have to be instrumental in putting that back in his face. Like, look, you did not run on the program of going to war with people and being this crazed person who was just like the last person, just bombing people, going to war all over the world and stuff like that. But I, I think that 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 he is dealing with so much backsided craziness in politics in, in, in uh D C that he can't openly say, Hey look, we're not going to war, bring our troops home, let's close war uh but uh, um, military bases around the world. If he did something like that, you I can guarantee you, if he came out and did something like that, I guarantee you that he'll be in the hospital suffering some physical uh ailment unbeknownst to the doctors, and he's having troubles, and he can't continue his, his duty in office anymore.
2: I know, that's but I thought he opinion. said that. I thought he said that when he was running for office. He wanted mm-hmm. to stay away from all these foreign entanglements. I thought that's what he, he said. He did, but but once
1: again, we, we are in a we've been at war for how long? For hundreds of years, or at least 150 years we've been at war. Probably even longer. Forever. Time. Before this nation was created. Yeah, you're right. We've been at war. So... In order to get out of that war machine, you have to do certain things and make certain deals with certain people to get out of that war machine. And like you said before, he can't do it by himself. So it's on us, the onus is on us, the American people, to hold the people in our state office, our local office, and and uh, making them accountable for the actions of the president that is in office. So we should be writing to our senators, our congressmen, our, our local politicians, our, our city officials, our, ministers, our, 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 our mayors, our governors. We should let them know wholeheartedly and strongly, like, look, we don't agree with the foreign policy that our president is going after. And we want you to speak up for us. And if you don't do that, you can get the heck out of office, too. The time is now for us to take our nation back. And the only way we do that is people participate. And I'm mad at myself. This is my this is my first true year of participation. I voted. This is my first year. And I really see how important it is for me to go out and express myself, to vote, and to talk with like-minded individuals and my opposition to come to some sort of agreement about what what would better our lives as a whole. And I think that's very important.
2: Well, you're right. And you're in a position that you can do it now a little bit better than you could before. <laughs> so, yes, sir. yes sir. I wish you the very best with your with your newfound show and I won't keep your I won't keep talking. You can let somebody else call you. But uh All right. I wish you the very best, Abdul, and uh right. I'll keep listening. All right, I appreciate, see, you. appreciate you. You, you have me, a sorry. good new year and uh thank you for what you're doing. All see right. you later, thank buddy. You. Thank you. See you buddy. Bye.
1: So there we go. Uh, we have we had a caller just John who just called in and expressed everything that I really am about. You know, he's about the reality of, of life. He's a farmer. He's one out here grinding. He's out here enjoying his, his, his self. You know, and and he's okay with it. It's okay to struggle. It's okay to work hard. Like everything can't be given to us. This is not what this nation is about. This is not what this nation is built on. It was never built on handouts. We had to fight for everything in this nation. And we have to continue to fight. We can't lay down because we have someone we like in office doing things that we think is beneficial for us because we know that the politicians in office today, the ones who are unmoral and, and addicted to money, Addicted to, you know, sexual perversion. These people, we need to get out of office. Get them out of the way. And we'll we'll turn this nation around. Continuing on, I've got a caller in Wisconsin. Joe, Joe in Wisconsin, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, in terms of Mr.
4: Trump, how about that new executive order? Which one's that one? Enlighten me. On December 21st, he... Uh... Signed a new executive order to basically go after the world's sex traffickers and, um, you know, ch- child pushers and what? all that what? You horrible serious? stuff. He's he, dead he did. He, completely, he, completely unreported, not talked about. And then uh, yesterday, he's even proclaiming January as like a national month against, you know, pedophilia and slip Sex trade. Oh. I forget exactly. Hold you on, Joe. It. Joe, Joe, back up,
1: back up, Joe. Are you telling me right now that the state of Minnesota will no longer exist because Mr. Trump has put out an executive order demonizing pedophilia and child trafficking? Are you telling me that the state of Minnesota is about to, to, to crumble right now? Oh no, not not at all. Not at all. Because you know, I don't, as, know, as, I don't know why it with this would As as it's kept, Joe. The state of Minnesota, where I'm at, Minneapolis, Minnesota, Saint Paul, was created and dominated by the child slave sex industry by a bishop, John Ireland, the richest person in America, one of the richest people in America in the 1800s at the time of, of, of the great industrial movement, John Ireland, people can look this up and, and verify what I'm telling them. This band was, was was trafficking children from Ireland, from Australia, New Zealand, Africa, to here to America in order to provide a service. Now, <laughs> people don't understand it. People, people think the Civil War was about freeing black people people who come to me and say that can shut the hell up. They don't know what they're talking about. We're never about uh, saving black folks, okay? The alternate you mean, reality... You mean the, that, you mean the Confederate flag doesn't stand for racism? No. I, look, 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 I'm going to start wearing a Confederate flag shirt and walking around. I want, I dare somebody to come talk that nonsense to me. So I'll put them in their place. Okay? States, not States, only States, that, States States rights, exactly. So, not only that, that the industry of child slavery and sex slavery was so prevalent, so dominant in the 1850s before the actual Civil War, uh, before the Civil War. And that was, it. That was because the North needed uh, an economic boost to help them um, compete with what was going on in the South. Because the South had it on a lot, what they were doing. Because oh, look at the South. It, it's, it, it's agricultural they produce, okay? That was what the war was about, it was a war of economics and power. It wasn't about slaves and freeing slaves. 8%, less than 8% of Caucasians, white people own slaves. So, that, so, so if that's less than 8%, what about the other 92%? Who the hell were the other 92% of people who owned slaves in America, black slaves in America? Can anybody tell me that? It was blacks, it was other races, it was just white people. Wake up, people! But go ahead, go ahead, uh, uh, Joe. Talking about this executive order, which is a brilliant move, and and like I was saying, I don't know if you heard John's program last night at six p.m. That I actually called into his show, John Statmiller, National Intel Report. I called into his show. And that's that's something I said about. He, he was asking about predictions. What do you see? Blah blah blah. I was like, you know, I predict that 2018 is going to be a year where all this sexual perversion and, 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 and child abduction and kidnapping and, and, and slavery, sex slavery, that that is all going to come to light. And that is going to be... There's going to be so much scandal, political scandal in America that Americans are... Their heads are going to flip. They're going to be like, oh my God, I didn't know he was a, a sexual deviant, i.e. Al
4: Franken, or whatever the hell his name is, Senator Franken. Yeah, read? I mean, that's what's... I mean that's what's super interesting, right? Like all these CEOs resigning, and like Eric Schmidt from Google, and you know Amazon and Google being put in the being put in the news for sex slavery and pedophilia and stuff like that. Like I mean some of these headlines that we're starting to see pop that you know aren't coming from our mainstream news is uh is, is pretty it's pretty interesting. Um, that's pretty. You know I, I, the Black Lives Matter movement. Is, oh is something else that I really feel like that's that's the propaganda to put people into hysteria, <sighs> like your previous caller yes. thinking that there's a war happening, and mm-hmm. and and like yeah, there's there's definitely you know people you know I I'm, I'm I definitely have white prejudice you know mm-hmm. without a doubt <laughs> I, you know, I, I was I was no you don't. I was raised no, in, no, a, you, in a world I, I did not know that I don't know you very well but I,
1: I disagree with you you do not have white prejudice. Uh,
4: okay. I, I, I well, I, 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 was born, you know, with some some things that went better for me than for some other people, you know. And I, I guess I just like to acknowledge that 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 exists in my but life, but, but, like I. It's it, a blessing. Okay, Joe.
1: It may exist, but you can't blame yourself, or you know, or knock yourself down because your family went out there and grinded and participated in the American dream and did the things necessary to put, you know, you, your family in a better position. That is no fault of you. That is no fault of your family. That is exactly what people here in America are supposed to do, black, white, Asian, Indian. Oh, I'm sorry, I was politically incorrect. Native and whoever. We're supposed to be out here grinding and working for a better us. Okay. Now, yes, there will be obstacles because, you know, you, you know, for myself, like I'm black, there there will be obstacles. But those obstacles don't define my grind. My grind is my grind, and if I work hard enough, I will have and I will put myself and my family in a better position. So my future, my son and his sons and, and his children will be in a better position. That's what this is about. But but continue, Joe.
4: I mean, I, I like that, man. I mean, it's it's definitely, you know, sometimes we get all caught up in the present moment of now, and we kind of forget to, like, step back and look at the evolution of, like, where we're at during the now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I guess, you know, the, the, the point that I was just really trying to make is there's just, you know, there's a lot of disinformation out there, there's a lot of emotional strings being pulled, and, you know, and we were talking about the Confederate flag, and I... You know, I feel like the Black Lives Matter movement is just one of those mm-hmm. new things that, you know, really being put out there to, to divide us rather than allowing us to become united, to look at things and be like, you know, I guess another aspect of the, the Black Lives Matter movement that, you know, kind of upsets me a little bit is that, you know, it gets people really fired up who are not slaves. I mean, mm-hmm. we're all, we all kind of live in a modern debt slavery, but at the same time, like mm-hmm. you know, they're not they're they were they're covering up the actual slaves of these children who are being traded and these women who are being exploited and and mm-hmm. I mean that's the you know that's what people should be really screaming about and getting mad about and um, mm-hmm. it's just interesting to think that behind the scenes the current president is actually doing these things and that's that's kind of mm-hmm. cool like I, I wasn't a fan of Mister Trump by any means. But I'm mm-hmm. certainly sitting by and watching what's happening and being like, "Wow, is, mm-hmm. this, is this for real?" <laughs> mm-hmm. So his executive his executive order to me is he's speaking volumes by making that executive order, and the fact that the mainstream wow. media doesn't report it, um, you know, is, is yeah. I think there's this big things that are going to happen, and people's eyes are going to be wide awake. And uh, mm-hmm. that was really that was really interesting information about the city of Minneapolis. I did not know that either. Yeah. Oh. Hey, look,
1: look, Joe. I I want to do a report. I want to do maybe like a a, a small investigative um, report about Minneapolis, Minnesota, and Saint Paul. Because when I started, because I, it it really it it, it it I'm gonna tell you just quickly how this started. Um, a, a friend of mine is going to prison for practicing chiropractic care. Now, that, now that does wow. sound crazy. He's going to prison. Yes, he, he, he's an actual chiropractor that has got charged for mail fraud and whatever tax fraud or whatever the hell you're talking about. And the federal government came after him. So I started doing a re- little research, and I found out the guy who who brought the charges against a buddy of mine and 20 other doctors, uh, by the way, uh, homeopathic doctors, uh, naturopaths, uh, 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 chiropractors, people who are practicing natural medicine, okay, so the guy who brought the, the, the charges, the Attorney General, not Attorney General, but the uh, District Attorney um, here in Minneapolis, who brought these charges, his name is Andrew Luger, okay, from New York, uh, is an Obama appointee, okay? He, he was brought here, and he put these charges against these people. And I was like, well, this is kind of crazy. Like, this kind of an insane charge, mail fraud for practicing chiropractic care. because that's, that's how chiropractors get paid. They they They... they, they they take care of their patients, and they build the insurance company for 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 a reimbursement. But anyways, um, so I was like, "Hey, Andrew Luger, okay." So he brought the case against these people, but then all of a sudden he hands the case over to somebody else, to another attorney, and then Andrew Luger goes into practice, private practice for was called Jones Day uh, law firm, which is a huge law firm. If people don't know about Jones, they need to look it up. That's a Political powerhouse, uh, mostly of, of of Democratic supporters, but this guy goes and practices private law. So I was like, okay, so why would he bring the charges then leave? Okay, which brings me to the point: the same man Andrew Luker was a guy was a man, the, the district attorney who so-called saw the Jacob Wetterling case. If anybody's familiar with this case, this young man that was uh, abducted thirty years ago here in Minnesota. And the body was never found, or whatever. And they actually charged this uh, this this this, this uh, mentally unstable guy with murdering uh, uh, Jacob Werling. And then this is a big, huge unsolved murder for years. But all of a sudden, this guy comes in, Andrew Luger comes in, uh, and makes a, a claim that, "Oh, I got a confession out of this guy. He did it. He murdered the boy." Okay, case closed. We're done. And then he left. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is kind of crazy. So I looked into that little Jacob, Jacob Wetterling thing and all this and all the connection stuff and here in Minnesota and, and all the clergymen and the bishops and the stuff like that who had sexual harassment and, and rape claims, uh, claims against them and the Archdiocese of, of, of uh, St. Cloud and all that. Like, it was a huge list of clergymen with all these cases, a lot of them deceased, okay? And I was like, whoa, this is crazy. And Then I got into... John Ireland, the bishop, the bishop, Bishop Ireland, and, and his dealings with, with child slavery and sex trafficking and all that. Now, I don't want to slander the man because he's a. According to Minneapolis, Minnesota, and Saint Paul, he was a great man. He found, he basically founded Minnesota and the and, and the city of Minneapolis and Saint Paul. Both of them. I was like, I was blown away. I was like, I can't believe what I'm finding out right now about the, my the state I live in. Okay, so it was just a it was just a whirlwind of of, of, of emotions and ideas that was, was in my head. But but I really want to sit down and do some real research about John Ireland and his power and the the the, the things that he was doing uh, um, on the underground scene to to get his money. Now we now if we know anything about Catholicism or religious people, these people are supposed to be people of the of the people, Well, they're not supposed to be wealthy people. Okay. He was having dinners and parties with Carnegie, the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds. He had so much influence and power in this nation because he was doing the things he was doing uh, in the underground uh, scene and economy. So I was I was blown away about that whole situation. But but it all ties in this Andrew Luger character being at Jones Day now, the private practice. And I was just so upset about my man being federally charged. I was I was. I'm distraught about this whole situation, so I gotta you know write a letter to the judge and stuff like that. And I won't even get into—I'm gonna save that subject for another time. But you know, this judge that uh, is convicting uh, my buddy of of, of mail fraud and stuff like that. So I mean, everything is tied in together if we really look at it, because of the fraud that our nation is really built on. No, no, not our nation, but our 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 economic system that's in place right now—the whole monetary fraud that's going on. All that, all that mechanization, all that crap is is built to to uh, contain us and built to take away our liberties and stuff like that. But I'm, I'm ranting. But uh, any other points you want to make, Joe?
4: Yeah, I mean that's a, I mean just kind of the stuff that you you were saying before about John and you know our nation and our foundings and everything like that is you know, our nation's like it's one of the things that I kind of struggle with. It's like you know, our Constitution and there's all these great things. And then at the same time, it's like, well, our nation was built on genocide.
2: Mm,
4: mm. You know, so it's like, it's, 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 it's just really, it's a tough duality, right? Like, we have these amazing values and principles and blah, 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 and this great military and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But at the same time, it's like, well, we, we, we were pretty terrible people, not yet like you and I per se, but, you know, as a country of like how everything came about like in order to instill those principles and values it's, you know it's one of those things that's hard for me to deal with even mm-hmm. so it's like i almost feel like we're we're fighting this war but we we're, we're actually fighting the war against ourselves to get back to what the native people were doing on this land before we corrupted it and
2: mm. mm.
1: you know, what they were doing they're agricultural people they were hunters they're gatherers they, they love their nation and when people, foreigners, came to this nation, and they, they took their little peace pipe and met them on the on shoreline, some of them,
4: and offered them oh. peace, right? So, yeah, you're, yeah. A, you're absolutely right. I mean, that's the interesting part about, you know, Columbus's history, right? Like, I mean, the people that were on his boats were rapists and murderers and a bunch of degenerates that were told to go rape and pillage the New World. Right, Exactly. Exactly. I mean that's. I mean that's a crazy part of our history that we were lied about too.
1: <laughs>
4: right. Right. Exactly. All the. <laughs> it's kind of like the people flown
1: from Cuba and the illegals. You know, the, the 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 people out of Mexico that I can't say they're all bad, but the people who are here illegally are committing crimes. Like, take the criminals, get them out of our country, send them over there somewhere. We'll have to deal with them. Hey, you're right. This is exactly what what happened. Uh, they weren't all good people. Um, but the people who came here for for a positive thing, the Puritans, and the, and the people back in that day who, who came here, um, you know, I, I'm sure I would hope that they weren't on that idea of I need to rape and pillage a, a, a nation or a, a different country for my own gain. I don't think that was their ideal. But but no, you know, and no. I, had a com- I had a conversation I mean, most- uh, a while ago about some uh, uh, with a gentleman about uh, this is a while ago, maybe a month ago. About I was telling him like, look. For all the founding, the so-called founding fathers of this nation, I guarantee you, among them, there were snake snakes among them, who also signed the Declaration of Independence, who also faked like they were part of this great movement in this nation and being independent. But at the same token, they were going back to England and France and talking that nonsense about what we were doing and and trying to be that go between. The Empire and the USA—they will lie to us as Americans, and then go back to England and, and talk craziness about what we were doing, and 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 being a little snitch about about our plans of being independent. I.e., Benjamin Franklin. I don't trust Benjamin Franklin at all. He was, a guy he was the one in was, my
4: mind. He was the one popping in my sorry? mind because I'd always heard in history of the number of times that he went back and forth. I yes. was like, that's kind, of, yeah. that's kind of weird for that man to have gone back and forth. Yeah. Yes. And, they, and, people, and, and in history, and at least in
1: my history books and the lessons I was teaching, no one talked bad about Benjamin Flankin or what he exactly was doing in England and France and then Europe. All the times he went back and forth and what he was doing, what the heck was he doing? What yeah, master was too. he serving? So, yeah, so... We, we've got to put. You know, I mean, we just can't allow our history to be dictated and told to a certain degree, where it allows us to be misled, um, um, because that, that's not helpful for us at all. You know? Um right. So, 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 so that's why I was telling with the last call of John is like, hey, look, you know, I don't want you to give up on Trump. What I want you to do, you know, if you start a war, or whatever, what I want you to do is, is hold your local politicians their feet to the fire build a coalition and let them know that we don't appreciate or respect what what, the, what what the president is doing if he was choosing to go to war with other nations and blah 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 like that like let's not let's not wither on the vine just because we voted for the man and if he's doing stuff outside of what we think is is right or even if we don't vote for him he's doing stuff that that we think is 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 morally incorrect and wrong we need to say it's wrong and you know, we need to put it out there in the spirit that it's wrong we just can't hold our tongues no that's not how it works it's not how this republic not a democracy this is not how this republic works right we, we
4: need to we need to hold people accountable we need to speak up to our leaders okay and the- and the thing about our local leaders that I think is almost most paramount when we're we're voting these days is finding out are they, are they going to give Cong- are they going to put term limits in Congress are they going to change mm-hmm. the election yes. how the election process yes. works you know because if they're not talking about term limits and changing how the election works we're talking about getting money out of politics which ironically mm-hmm. the money in politics is the taxpayers that pay to fund different parties to divide us I mean that's a whole other subject but yeah I mean mm-hmm. Local people, like I mean, it's it's knowing that they've got our back. That's why that's why the, the f- things were set in place the way that they were It's just the laws manipulated it all over time.
2: Hmm.
1: And let me. I'm gonna read something real quick, Joe, and I just want your quick opinion. And if you think this is uh, relevant to what's going on, so this is this is the 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 Declaration of Independence I, I read earlier, and this is their grievances against uh, King George and, and the Empire. So I'm going to read a couple more things. I just want your opinion about if you think this is relevant today, if you see kind of similarity that was going on back then. Okay. Um, here's one. Um, for imposing taxes on us without our consent, for, um, deriving, uh, for, or for depriving us in many cases of the benefits of trial by jury. Hmm, that sounds familiar for transporting us beyond seas to be tried for pretended offenses. Um, He has plundered our seas, ravaged our coasts, burnt our towns, and destroyed the lives of our people. Uh, He has excited domestic insurrections amongst us and has endeavored uh, to bring on the inhabitants of our frontiers, the merciless Indian savages, who, uh, whose known rule of warfare is an undistinguished destruction of, of all ages, ages, sex, and conditions. Now, I will, you know, strike that last part of merciless Indian savages because that's not really the case. But, yeah, well, in but, some
4: but, cases but, it could be, but... But, it, but, yes. but, in, the, but in, in terms of relating that to our modern time, right, it's almost like America's King George and instead of making out you know, making the Native Americans into be the bad guys and the savages, right? Now we've got a whole new group of terrorism that we're fighting, Mm -hmm. right? You know, the Pakistanians and the Iraqis or, you know, whoever else they can fear bait us into believing is, Mm -hmm. you know, somewhat different than any one of us, (laughs) right? Um, The other thing that's kind of interesting is the taxation piece, right? Like I feel like a big piece mm-hmm. of our history was like, oh, we fought the American Revolution over taxes, and like mm-hmm. that, that wasn't really true. Like the Boston Tea Party was about the company that owned the tea, right? And it was mm-hmm. like that was that's was where the king was making his money, and the reason we fought the Revolution was to get away from the king's money, not necessarily just being mm-hmm. taxed improperly, right? Which is like. That's what's happening in our modern, in, you know, nowadays. Like, we're always arguing about taxes. I mean, how many times can you look at something and think about how often it's taxed? Like, yeah, we're, we're so, definitely being over... Yeah. The, the taxing stuff like, definitely kind of crazy in our modern world. But at the same time, like, no one wants to talk about what happened in 1913 with the Federal Reserve. And uh, know, now we're, we're not under King George's money, but we're under this global uh. elite money, right? <laughs> right. So, so so it does. So it does have
1: uh, bearing here in, in uh, modern day America. The same issues that they face are the same things. It hasn't changed. It's it's just got a new face and a new title and 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 whatever. Like it hasn't changed. In all honesty, if you really look at our political landscape and what's going on, you're absolutely right. You're right. We were fighting the the institution of the King George's money. We want our own system, you know, and to 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 borrow, borrow and 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 barter and stuff like that. So, but uh, J- uh Joe, I-, I want to give you um uh, another say real quick because uh, I have another question for you. Could you hold on and uh, as we take this break? Yeah, sure. Okay, all right. Back in a moment. Hey. While
0: I'm singing, hey. giving what you're getting, <sighs> knowing what I knowing, while the black fans sweating in the river I'm rolling. Gotta give us what we want. Uh. Gotta give us what we need. Hey. <laughs> Our freedom of speech hey. is freedom of death. We, we got to fight the powers that's be. The power
2: fight the power fight the power fight the power slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at libertystickers.com. Again, that's libertystickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard.
3: Do you know there is an ongoing war right here in America? Are you aware that U.S. citizens have been classified as enemies of the state since 1933? Have you recognized that our entire government is really a vast network of interlocking corporations engaged in commerce? Look up Title 28, Section 3002. Tune in to In Defense of Humanity on Saturday nights at 7 p.m. Central Time. Find out what's really going on. And learn how to protect yourself and your family as flesh and blood men and women living in a corporate reality. I'm getting older and noticing that my body just doesn't work as well as it used to. So I like to keep fit as possible by hitting the gym a few times a week. Recently, I started having a nagging bicep pain, and it got so bad I couldn't even lift the weights. When I was complaining about it to a friend, he told me about angioprim. He said chelation helps remove toxins, heavy metals, and cholesterol in veins and arteries that may cause blockages. You know, after just one week of taking angioprim, the pain was gone, and now I'm back in the gym full strength. Scientific research proves the active ingredient in angioprim has superior oral chelation action that helps promote cardiovascular health so to learn more go to angioprim.com that's a-n-g-i-o-p-r-i-m.com or talk to a trained consultant call angioprim toll-free at 877-882-7221 you'll feel better with more energy call 877-882-7221 or go to the website angioprim.com (laughs)
0: do (laughs) you have anything on you? Do you have anything on you? Do you have anything on you? Do you have anything on you?
1: Right. That is right. W r i g h t. Now, at that that the definition of right means it's it's uh, a worker or a sharper of wood. So, um, just Joe, real quick, finishing up. Um, I just wanted to read this real quick. It's uh, about this chiropractic thing. Uh, it's an article from uh, news news target, and it's talking about um, chiropractic and and the government's intrusion and, okay. and regulation of that. Okay. Uh, just real quick,
3: uh, last paragraph, it, it really says, uh, the truth is chiropractic has proven
1: itself over the past 113 years to be safe and effective means of restoring and maintaining health. It is based on the premise that the body's ability to heal is far superior to anything created in the laboratory. That health is the result of a diet um, of nutri- uh, nutrient-rich whole foods, proper exercise, toxin avoidance, Restful sleep, emotional well-being, and fully and properly functioning nervous system.
4: Uh, do you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know if any of the listeners are familiar with the documentary Bot, um, but what's it called? Bot. B o u g h t. Bot. It you know it's kind of like on the premises that our our medical Establishment kind of like bought its way into our healthcare, and it mm-hmm. kind of shows how much the chiropractic profession has like fought for our health freedoms. It's a really good documentary. I'm gonna have um, to watch it. Yeah, it's real good. And yeah, I mean, from you know my own personal life, uh, health stuff. Like I, I'm just a huge believer that you know it all depends on how well our bodies detox systems are functioning and you know there's so many toxins that are in the environment today you know it's kind of silly to think that we might be able to avoid them all um, <laughs> and you know our, our bodies were made to process this stuff so if we can avoid whatever we can avoid and then make sure that our system's processing the rest of the, the rest of it you know we, we're going to maintain and be healthy individuals but when we're not paying attention and they're Systems don't start to detoxify these things when they build up, and that's why there's so much chronic disease. I
1: think right now. So, so would you agree with me? Isn't that our true liberty? Is that we are able to consume things that, that keeps us healthy, uh, less stress, and, and and allows us to go out in the world and do great things? Like that's the to me that's the ultimate liberty. Is, uh, yes, there's regulations and all this craziness and complexity that's going on in our government and around the world, but if you really want your liberty, if you really want to be free, if you really want your family to be free, if you really want your friends to be free, they should be focusing on, in my opinion, is their health. Because if you focus on your health, you have your independence. You won't be dependent on a, a chain store to provide you with your, your, your food that was bagged up in Brazil or China and, sent send to America, right? If we focus on our yeah. health, our economic stability here in America would be so much greater because we'll be putting the money, um, in the right places like our farmers, our dairy farmers and our agriculture and stuff like that. But, uh, Joe, yeah, so I, I appreciate your call. I really respect, uh, your opinion and, and, uh, and, and what you're talking about. You make great sense and I appreciate you calling in and, um, and hopefully you continue to call in and spread the word about what we're trying to do here at Republic Broadcasting. And I thank you for your call, Joe. Well, thank you. So so just to let everybody know, uh, this is me, this is Abdul Shaheed. This is, this is my program now, left to right, W-R-I-G-H-T. Um, tune in um, next week and uh, have a Merry New Year.
0: Peace. Can't take it in uh-huh. uh-huh. every day I ask myself, how will I make it? It seems like my life been close ever since I was a child. And how will I make it? I won't that's how I walk around with a frown. I got no reason to smile. And how will I make it? I will won't that's how. Hey yo, times was rough. I had to throw up foul. And how will I make it? I won't that's how. I always knew that I'll end up doing time on the owl. And how will I make it? I won't that's how
4: Excellent, thank you, David. Tell us your story. Get ExtendoVite today. Call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life
3: with ExtendoVite. This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network.